Zoo Tiger being eyeballed by Golden Mile. Golden Mile moved up, really serving it up to Zoo Tiger. Two lengths away to Paris Dior. In secret, going back to the inside. She's got a job to pick up. It's Golden Mile just in front of Zoo Tiger. A length away to In Secret. Golden Mile, Zoo Tiger, In Secret. Jacano storming home. In Secret up the fence. Jacano wide out. Jacano. Jacano got up with a heart stopping victory in the Golden Rose to knock off In Secret. Followed by Zoo Tiger, Golden Mile in it for third. Further back to Fireburn from She's Extreme, Sajada Malena, Dormier from Paris Door, Promito, Sevignac. Further back to Brosnan, Basquiat, Fast Witness and Political Debate. A dynamic finish would be understating the, the performance. Let's talk more about it. Our first guest this morning is Michael Kent Jr. Oh, he's on the line. Michael, good morning. Good morning, boys. How are you doing? Very well. I was only thinking, I watched this replay a couple of times, and I think if you're ever down in the dumps or you're not feeling crash hot, just hit, hit a button and watch that replay again. That'll make yourself feel better because that was a stunning performance, not only visually, but when you consider, I'd say looking at about the 400 metres, Jack and I was probably giving in secret and golden mile, five to six, six to seven length start. To run those horses down and delivering the sectionals that he did, that was uh, one of the best performances I've seen for a long time, you know, for a three-year-old in a, in a Group 1 race. Yeah, it was special. And uh, also leading in, like, on the day, it was hard to do that. You know, I was there all day, and uh, they weren't making a good amount of ground. They were staying towards the inside, and uh, he's gone and beat the right horses, too. In Secret was a heavily back favourite. She's run second. Zoo Tiger's a good colt, and Golden Mile was fourth, so... He was the only horse to get out of the pack and chase hard, and he had to produce four sub-12 sectionals. So it was a, yeah, it was an amazing um, effort of sustained speed. I'm assuming you would have been on weather watch almost for the last sort of fortnight or, or three weeks because we've just had so many wet tracks, so much rain in Sydney for so long. Uh, this guy doesn't like it wet, yet here we were yesterday, the soft five, I think, um, or was a soft track in the morning, and, and we got a good track. That was probably the, the key to that explosive first we saw at the end. Uh, isn't it great? And today at Sandown should be a good 4-2 at some point. So it's great to get these good horses back on good ground and see those good, you know, those good colts with a turn of foot like Jaquino. So, um, yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, also it was first time at seven furlongs and they went a really rolling tempo. So, um, yeah, a great display of stamina by the colt. He pulled up really well too. So, um, no, it, it, it bodes well for him going forward. The time for the race was one twenty-two fifty-six, and the sprint home led to winner thirty-four fifty-four. So that first half mile was running forty-eight. So a, a genuine tempo, not overly fast and and not overly slow. A, a, a steady speed, probably a bit better than steady speed. So his sectional was was uh, outstanding. I suppose the question is, and we discussed this at the top of the show, and this is what everyone's talking about: what happens now? Because of course, Lindsay Maxted. The chairman of Coolmore, uh, Brett, and, and, and part owns Jack Widow. Uh, over the last 24 hours, can you let us into what might be happening or what, what has happened, if anything has happened? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so prior, prior to the run, we hadn't even discussed at Everest, and we were thinking we'd come back to Melbourne two weeks into the Guineas at the mile, which you'd be suited to. Um, obviously, Coolmore have got a spot. Uh, there's a few others there as well. And... Um, we, you know, we've had a few discussions, uh, so that'll be up to Lindsay and um, and Simon Tuxton and the boys to work out what they do there. 
uh, we think as trainers, physically um, staying in Sydney three weeks between runs and freshening up for a 1,200 would be a better thing for the horse. Uh, he's not the furnished product. He's an immature colt. He's uh, not totally robust, and that would be easier on him than, uh, you know, float trip back two weeks up to the mile. And, you know, now that you've won that group one, he's sort of a, a bit of X factor of the Everest, you know. Um, it's extremely hard race and, and going to be hard to beat nature's trip. But, you know, um, those good horses can have their off day and uh, off a hot tempo. I think... Um, it's a similar program to sort of Yes, Yes, Yes. It was also mm. by Rubik. So, it, it, you know, uh, three weeks coming back, hot tempo. He'd be charging home late, that's for sure. Has he got, uh, I mean, technical speed's the wrong word, but has he got sort of a little bit more versatility than he did when he was when he was two? Like, he used to get so, so far back. And, and yes, he was a fair, fair way back yesterday. But but is he is he a little bit more sort of, um, uh, you know, could, could he be put in different places in a race now or, or is he always going to be that real get-back run on top? Yeah, he's better, Ben. He, you know, as, as a two-year-old, we had a lot of trouble with him in the barriers. He just was sticky. Um, and I remember, you know, before the Blue Diamond, Damien coming down on the Monday prior and, um, you know, having a little jump out of the barriers. So we got out cleanly and he cost himself, um, you know, leading into Blue Diamond by, you know, being slow away by three or four lengths in that prelude. Um, and then, um, you know, we found this time around, he even though he begins better, he's still his first four or five strides, he's slow to muster, so I don't think he's a horse you'll ever see pollied up in the first four or five, it's just not him, uh, you know yesterday was the best he's ever jumped and he was able to hold a decent spot where he could win from, I don't think you would want to be any further back than that um, but I, I just couldn't see him holding a, a closer spot unfortunately, so um, lucky he's got a, got a big booming finish and he can sustain that sprint so um, you know, Damien was very you know, full of praise for him yesterday. He said that's the best he's ever gone. When he went for him, he really quickened. He normally just lengthens and takes time to, to wind up, but he, he really chased hard yesterday. So, um, yeah, he's improving all the time. I think you, you look in the mounting yard, he's still got to furnish. He's still showing a little bit of rib and he's leggy and scopy. Um, he's going to be a magnificent colt in a year's time. I remember when we spoke to you before, you mentioned about that lengthening of stride was one of the features that you liked about in this campaign. But to, back to the Everest, it, it goes to show, doesn't it, how the impact of the Everest on Australian racing ha, has formed over the years. Here's a classic case. Who never th thought we'd be talking like this? Jack Renault has won the Golden Rose 1400 in two weeks' time, the Caulfield Guineas, Group 1, stallion-making race in your hometown. Uh... Yeah, it would it would be a no-brainer. But all of a sudden, with the Everest, here's option option B on the table. And I could tell by the way you were talking, you're quite excited about that that Everest proposition because it is it is exciting to think about it. Could he do it? Could he pick them up late and win? Yeah, well, who's to say he can't? I mean, he knocked off half cabin first up. He was awesome yesterday. Like that was a very good field. Mm. As I said, the the second, third, and fourth horse were near the front, down the inside. He was the only horse to get out wide and, and chase hard all by himself. And you're right, the Everest has been a magnificent success. So uh, if he goes and wins the like he's got a good day already, the stud colt. If he goes and wins the Guineas, um, yes, it adds a value to him. But if he was to win an Everest, I mean, the upside is just enormous. Um, mm. You know, write your own ticket there. So. Um, it's a good problem to have for the owners. <laughs> you could, have, you know, you're a live chance or a strong chance, I suggest, of winning two group ones in two days. You've got Iron Thunderstruck, obviously, 
uh, in the Underwood uh, today, later today. Uh, what are your confidence levels there and what do you consider your main danger? Is it the favourite Zaki or do you have high respect for the likes of Alligator Blood and Mr Brightside? Uh, the horse is going super. I, I think he's really improved since last run. He's had a fault with preparation. So I think he'll go very close. Um, a lot of respect for Zaki. Uh, but I think the one we have to be is Mr. Brightside. He's third up. He is going enormous. He has beaten us before, albeit on a heavy Doncaster. We gave away five kilos to him. Uh, I, I think he, he'd be the one to beat. Um, I just hope that we are... Uh, within three or four lengths upon straightening and it'll be a ding-dong battle the last 300, that's for sure. So it's going to be a, a great spectacle. And uh, But I'm confident our horse, he, he is purring. He's just had a beautiful two weeks. Um, he's getting somewhere near his top, you know, third up as well. Uh, yeah, I, anyway, I think I think he can go very close today. It's going to be a great race to watch. Uh, from a Queensland point of view, we've all, all, always got a, a special uh, thought for Ayrton because... Uh, he created a lot of uh, conversation when he was up here the first time around. He resumes the test of Rossa. Your thoughts on Ayrton's chances? Well, they're greatly enhanced by this weather today. I'm here uh, at the Royal Melbourne Show, actually, at the moment, and sunshine and blue sky, and we're going to get an upgrade during the day. So good four is a massive tick for him. He doesn't like wet ground. Uh, he goes very well fresh. He's four from four. Uh, he had a beautiful uh, program, you know. He came down from a Queensland spell, and um, hence he's very forward in condition, and, and um, he looks great. So, I think he runs super. He's um, got to give away a little bit of fitness to Moody's horse, who won impressively first up. But he just goes so well fresh, this horse, and uh, mm. yeah, he'll give it a real shake. Jamie Carr rides him well, and you know she's a nice flowing rider, which suits him. He's got that big stride, and as long as he gets down the sand down dip, I think um, I think it'd be hard to beat. Last one from me. Oh, I love your training partner, Mick Price. I'm, I know everyone does. He's a, he's a funny bugger, as we all know, and a very <laughs> astute trainer. Tell us something about him that we don't know. So it's, I don't know, a little quirky thing behind the scenes or a little, I don't know, a little a little something you you might be able to sort of throw a bit of light on the you know, the inner workings of Mick Price because he, he, he is a funny character. <laughs> he is. I, I remember when he wanted to release um, the news of me coming on board, he came to you first, Ben. So that was <laughs> a bit of history there. Um, oh, he's, he's an amazing man to work with. You know, uh, a lot of people, um, you know, told me things about him before I got there. But, he, he, you know, he's just the most honest, transparent, black and white man you'll ever meet. He is such a hard worker. I mean, he, he beats me to work most mornings, uh, which is a testament to his drive and... Um, Oh, something quirky. Well, he's he's good with his motorbikes, isn't he? And I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he had a little. I remember before the the Golden Eagle win, it was quite funny with Thunderstruck. He a, a week prior, he um, was hooning around his back paddock on his um, um, Kawasaki, you know, motocross bike, <laughs> and he bloody crashed crashed it into a water filter on his pool. And um, we, we, it was quite a funny day, Derby day. We had uh, the favourite in the Derby in the Coolmore. We both got beaten. We couldn't go to Sydney and. It had been a tough day, and when Thunderstruck hit the front of the Golden Eagle, I hoisted him up off the ground, and he was cursing at me because he had broken ribs. But, um, <laughs> it, was, it was just uh, one of those amazing moments. But no, he's just—I'm—I uh, am, I pinch myself. I mean, I, I think anyone in my boots would have done well with Mick, and I'm very lucky to be there, um, aiding him and uh, and the team we got behind us. It's—it's um, it's all going really well. 
Great way to end the interview. Great uh, success yesterday. Hopefully the same today could be a really big weekend. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, guys. Bye.